control. And when we don't feel control over our calendar, we'll never feel balanced. If we feel out of control of it, even if from the outside, it would look like a perfectly balanced, most beautiful schedule. Mm -hmm. If we don't feel like we have control over it, it will never feel like balance. And then so often it's that there are too many pieces that feel like they're out of our control, right? It's too many things that it feels like someone else is leading and that we're not. And then again, it's it's very difficult to feel balanced when you think someone else is in charge. Hey there, I'm Ani Michalski, wellness coach, therapist, and mom to half a dozen amazing kiddos. This podcast is for moms who desperately need a break, but refuse to take one. You know who you are. You have a jam-packed schedule and you're so busy doing everything for everyone else, you don't leave any time for you. What's up with that? Well, no more. Take off your superwoman cape and learn how to put yourself on your to-do list. This is the Moms Without Capes podcast. If you're a mom who feels like you're close to burning out, you're not alone. It can be difficult to make time for yourself when you're constantly taking care of others. But self-care is essential to avoiding mom burnout. That's why I created Self-Care 101, a course specifically for moms. In it, I walk you through the five pillars of self-care and help you make time for activities that will recharge and refuel you. Enroll today to learn what fills your cup and to give your family the gift of a mom who is operating with a cup that overflows. Check the show notes of this episode for the link to enroll today. Hey, welcome to the show, Lori. I am so excited to be here. So today we have Lori Oberbreckling. Did I say that? You got it. Lori is passionate about helping moms who want fulfilling careers, side hustles, or passion projects, while also feeling present and connected to their families. She believes that moms can have an amazing home and career and be extraordinarily happy all at the same time. She's the author of Secrets of Supermom, How Extraordinary Moms Succeed at Work and Home and How You Can Too. Today, Lori and I will be chatting about balance and if it's even possible with all that we have on our plates these days. So Lori, I'm excited. I was drawn to you immediately when I saw Secrets of Supermom because Moms Without Case is all based on the Supermom. So I know it. I knew just right away that we would have so much to talk about and so much in common. So I'm glad that you were able to come on the show today. Such a pleasure. Yes, me too. Very excited. So we, before we dive into the idea of balance and all of that, all of the great things that we're going to talk about today, why don't you take us back and share with us more about your journey and what brought you to the point you are today? Sure. So I'm a mom of four. Um, I am a corporate leader and I have been for a long time. Um, I've been in corporate America for nearly 20 years, uh, maybe over 20 years. I'm going to date myself there. Um, but I, in 2000, um, had the idea to write Secrets of Supermom. And really it was, I loved the idea of writing a book. I had always loved reading. I, I loved that. But in 2020, I saw this big divergence of moms that were surviving well, and moms that were not right um, there. I don't know that anyone was really thriving in 2020, but certainly there were some differences. And I felt like they started to kind of pull away from each other. And I thought, what are these? What are these women doing differently? How are some women feeling like they're making it here? They're still 
able to do their job and they're homeschooling and they're doing all these things. And then other women are really falling apart. And what are they doing differently? And so I did interviews and I surveyed and I talked to over 200 or almost 200 women and pulled together the secrets of, of what some of these women were doing and, and really helping them thrive. And so I pulled that together. So there are 16 chapters, 16 secrets in secrets of Supermom, And, and that's where it all started. And so from there has been a podcast and programs and everything really grew out of the book. And, and that's kind of where we are today. What were some of those secrets? Can you let us in? Sure. So, so <laughs> I know we can read secrets. the book as well. Yes, certainly read the book, but the first four chapters are the key secrets. So the key secrets, the very first one is habits. Women who were thriving had habits in place, many of them already before things went into upheaval and they didn't let that control their habit change, right? They, they kept those habits that they had. So whether that was waking up early or using a planner every day or working out on a consistent basis or eating well, whatever that healthy habit was helped them maintain order in their life. And it felt like they had order with, with everything, even in the midst of chaos. And so I think that one was a really big one. Um, another one was a morning routine. A lot of women that were thriving had some type of morning routine, some type of consistent way that they woke up, even though the components of that were different. And another one was help. The women that did better and consistently do better today know how to ask for help and have learned to do that. And so many of us struggle with that key secret and it, it tends to hold us back. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's what I was curious because I... I need to read your book. I do need to read your book. <laughs> when I, after I read that in your bio, I was like, I should have read her book before we came on here. But I will put that on my list of books that I want to read. Check 2023. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God, one of my Aside from having style, which was one of the we just talked about before yes. I hit record. I'm like, and a new wardrobe. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming all 2023. But I um, was just thinking, like, right when you were just talking about back in 2020 and when things started going to pot like I was like was I I feel like I had all of those things and yet I still struggled and I think that's the point like even though everyone you know was affected by 2020 I mine was bringing in the zoom calls for my kids that was the kind of put me over the edge yeah (laughs) I called the school up crying like I can't do this anymore (laughs) they need to go to school that was like my low point. My low point. But I did have like habits in place and I did have that morning routine. And I had at that point learned how to ask for help. And I feel like it still definitely affected me, but maybe it didn't affect me as much. It's kind of like the second vaccine. Like when you still get COVID, maybe it's not as bad because you had that vaccine, right? Like I really think I like I said, I mean, I think nobody was thriving. And but I think that you were probably surviving better than women that didn't have any of those things in place, right? And were trying Mm -hmm. to not only put those things in place to make life happen, but also deal with all the rest of the change. It just became, it became too much. Right. And so that's why, you know, and of course, as you know, we see mental health impact and all the other impact that we have um, since that time. But I think that you, your feel, you know, your struggle, I, I'm willing to bet that most other people looked at you and were like, okay, but she's surviving better than, than <laughs> I most. did start my businesses. That was like when I started my business. Yeah. So I did have a lot of good stuff going on, but yeah, exactly. it's, it definitely was a, tr- a struggle to an extent. Yeah. So let's talk about this idea of balance. 
you hear so many different angles, right? Is it a myth? Is it, and I've done, I've actually done episodes before on balance, on the idea of balance and is it possible? And what, what is balance? And so I want to hear like, what is your definition of balance? Yeah, I think so. Yes, I 100% think work-life balance is possible because I think balance is a feeling. I don't think it's a scale that shows us 50% 50% work and 50% play and 50% family and 50% this, right? It doesn't, it's not, it doesn't work like that. It is a feeling. And when you feel balanced, you feel aligned with your life. You feel like your time is going where it should be. But I think that the actual act is more like an intentional juggling than it is really a balance. It is knowing what has to keep going, knowing what can drop off for a week or a month and come back, knowing what you can let go knowing where to set the boundaries, right? All of those skills that we put into place, the actual actions are what allow us to get to the feeling of balance. Mm-hmm. And I think that that feeling of balance is is beautiful and can be amazing, right? You can do a lot of things and feel balanced, but I think that it's all of those other skills in place and that intentional juggling that allows that. I like that saying that it's a feeling because it's not like you can look at somebody and say, oh, she looks very balanced, right? Like it's very subjective and it's like not that 50-50. And when you're trying to aim for that 50-50, you usually end up not feeling very balanced. And I'm willing to bet. Yes, I'm willing to bet if you spent the exact same time at work, the exact same time at home, right? Intentional in both, you probably wouldn't feel balanced, right? No, because any given week, you might work very little. You're on vacation. You're spending time with the family. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. You feel totally balanced, even though maybe you're barely working or not working at all. And then I'm willing to bet that when you're working on an amazing project and you're spending a lot of time at work and maybe having to give a little at home or ask for help or get some support from some other people, you're probably still feeling really balanced because you're feeling really excited about that big project. And that's okay too. So there's this ebb and flow that becomes like lifetime balance, but it's not ever that 50, 50 on any given day or week or month. Yeah. It's funny because right at this time of the recording, actually yesterday, I sat down and wrote my um, ideal schedule because I was been feeling very off balance, like very off kilter. And I'm like, I feel like just, again, like that sinking feeling of like being stretched thin. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I feel I need to collect myself and kind of get back into an order or kind of get feel. I felt like there was a lot of things that were out of my control, but I was able to look at like, okay, well, what, what do I have control over and how can I start managing that better so that I felt more balanced? Yeah. We talk a lot about control and when we don't feel control over our calendar, We'll never feel balanced. If we feel out of control of it, even if from the outside, it would look like a perfectly balanced, most beautiful schedule. Mm -hmm. If we don't feel like we have control over it, it will never feel like balance. And then so often it's that there are too many pieces that feel like they're out of our control, right? It's too many things that it feels like someone else is leading and that we're not. And then again, it's, it's very difficult to feel balanced when you think someone else is in charge. Yes. Right, right. And and I have described balance as such, like feeling like you have control of your time and feeling like you have control of like the activities, like how you're spending your time. And when you feel that you're like at everybody else's mercy, which can happen when, you know, when you're struggling with like the people pleasing and the perfection, like you feel like you're just at everybody else's mercy and you have 
not your own needs or wants being met, that that feeling can sink in very quickly of feeling yeah. out of control. Yeah. And that out of control, like that feeling of you could have the same schedule that feels totally balanced. And then when it feels that out of control, it's like instant overwhelm and burnout, right? Mm -hmm. All of a sudden now you're way on the other. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're way on the other side of the spectrum, even though the content, the, like the specifics of the calendar might be exactly the same. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's so interesting how, how so much of it is what we're feeling about it and what you know, the control, the level of control, the level of impact that we have with it versus what is, is the reality of the actual schedule. Right. Right. Yeah. Very interesting indeed. So what are some mistakes that moms make when trying to do it all, trying to do all the things? (laughs) Yes. So, well, one is trying to actually do it all, right? We look at other moms that we can go, (laughs) she actually does it all. Like we, I should do it like her because she does it all, but nobody does it all, right? Nobody does. We all have things that we get help for, or if we don't get help, right? If we really are on our own little selves, there are things we drop. There are things that we know are less important to our lives. There are things we let go. There are, right? There is the women that are thriving are never doing it all. There, there is one level of getting help or, or letting go of things that they're doing. And I think that that's not always visible from the outside. It's not always visible from the outside of women like, you know, like me and you that are talking on a podcast and someone's listening in and they don't know us, but even not always visible to those women that you know, right? Those women that are, you see at school like pickup line or those women yeah. that you're friends with, you may not see what really they're letting go of unless you get down and dirty and have those real conversations and say, Oh, like I, you know, my house has been a tornado for the last week and a half because I had a big project to do, or I, you know, I haven't cooked dinner in three weeks because, you know, we were really focused on a house renovation or whatever it is. There was that, that balance, that ebb and flow, that intentional juggling is it can still feel right, but it is, it is really, really important to know that, that you have to be able to let those things go or ask for help if you're going to quote, do it all. Right. Like something has to give Yes. and you can't compare yourself or your life to the highlight reel of somebody else That's because it. it's going to make you feel like, why is she doing it all? And I'm not right. That comparing yeah. you can get trapped in. Yeah. Especially when we're comparing ourselves to like, not even reality, right. We're comparing ourselves to someone's, you know, it's like comparing your, it's like comparing your body to a Photoshopped version of someone, right? Like that's not even a real body. You're, you could never get it. So (laughs) I think, you know, I think of it a lot of the same. I think the, I already mentioned that asking for help is huge, right? I think that's another mistake. A lot of us make, we think that we can do it all, or we think we have to do it all. And I think those there's, there's the different woman, right? There's the woman that thinks, well, I should be able to do this, right? I, these other women are doing it. I should be able to do this or, or I used to be able to do this. I should be able to do this. You know, I used to be able to do this when I was a single woman and now I'm married and have four children. It should be the same. Well, what in the world? Like, why would I ever think that, right? Why would I ever think things would be the same when life is different? Careers are different. Parenting is different. Everything's circumstances. Yeah. 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 So being able to ask for that help, being able to, whether that's outside your family, inside your family, in your career, with your business, hiring someone, asking someone to do you a favor. I think there are so many ways to get help. And so many of us back away from that. And then of course we have the other side of it that we think that, you know, we'll do it better. 
or we there or no one could do it possibly as well as us. Yes, right? yes, yes. That gets in and the so, way a lot. Oh yeah. my question is always easier will this just matter? to do it myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Will this matter in five years? So for example, well, this well, the kids couldn't possibly fold the towels because they won't fold them correctly and put them in the cabinet correctly. Will that matter in five years? No, it stinking won't. They could shove the towels in there in a big mass. And if they are clean <laughs> and they the pull towels. them out and they actually use one, that is a win, my friend. That is a win. Okay. So I think that we also put a lot of that type of pressure on ourselves for this perfection level that really in the long run doesn't matter. Right. Right. So getting some perspective on that and real and being aware of like what what am I really trying to do here? Yes. <laughs> yes. That big step back and going, okay, mm-hmm. let's let's really talk. Let's really think about this. Is this really important? Does this mm-hmm. really matter? Is this you know, on my deathbed, will I think about this? I can guarantee that no one's thinking yeah. about the way their towels are folding, right? <laughs> no one's thinking about how disorganized how the, the dishwasher's loaded. Yeah. 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 No <laughs> one's thinking about those dishes in the wrong direction in the dishwasher. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And we put so much pressure on that and it stresses us out so much. And so if we can just right. let go of some of the things that truly honestly don't matter, it yeah. opens up that space to focus on the things that do. Yeah. Yeah. Learning how to let go of some of those expectations that not only does society put on us, but that we put on our, we put, we put on ourselves and they keep us trapped, like in the state of constant stress and overwhelm, stress and overwhelm all the time. Hey, did you know that there's a Facebook group filled with moms without capes, women who are learning that it's safe to take off the superwoman cape and take care of themselves? There sure is, and we'd love to have you in the group. Moms Without Capes is a free community for moms who feel overwhelmed, stressed out, and exhausted from trying to do it all. Come discover who you are under that cape and give yourself permission to show yourself some love. Search Moms Without Capes when you're in Facebook or follow the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. See you there. I think another thing that speaking of stress and overwhelm that causes this is we don't give ourselves buffer time. And I was wildly guilty of this. I would schedule a day that required perfection. And I'm talking required me to hit every green light for me to possibly make the next appointment to get to the next thing. Kids had to be ready on time Four kids, four tiny kids with no husband who, you know, a husband who's traveling. Was that going to happen? No. So one, one error in a domino made everything else fall apart. And without that buffer time, I was constantly stressed that the next thing was going to be late, that the next thing was going to be missed. And it it was was. not a way to, yeah, yeah. it was not a way to live. So giving yourself that space, giving yourself extra time, whether that's in the morning or between appointments, even, even if you think about like in your corporate job, right. For, for those that are working and listening and, um, even thinking about 10 minutes in between meetings to regroup, refresh, refocus, make some notes, do an action item that can be wildly helpful in the management of your day and your stress overall. Yeah. So I think feeling so many balanced. Feeling yeah, balanced. Yeah, feeling balanced. Getting our balance right? throughout the day, not even at the end of the day, but feeling it throughout the day. Like I've got this, like yes. feeding that, that new belief of I've got this. Yes. So that buffer time, I just think is magical and very underused yesterday that was one of the things that I made sure I included a lot of when I did my ideal schedule because I was like and it's not that my ideal schedule is going to be something that I follow every single day but it's something to work towards and it's something like to remind myself like 
this is this is what I'm aiming for, you know, to be able to be to spend my time how I want to spend it. That, that means like in the evening, like not having my laptop on my lap while I'm like watching TV or, you know, not being somewhere else in my mind when I'm with my kids or not being somewhere else when I'm in my work and really making sure that I have that buffer time of like, okay, 30 minutes for travel. I know it really only takes me like 10 minutes, but having that 30 minutes, like X'd out, like that gives me that sense of, Hey, if I get there early, that's a perfect time to just sit in the silence or to read a book or to do like the things that I, that bring joy, that bring joy to my life really. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's so smart. And I love that you created this ideal schedule as like a vision, right? Yeah. That's your vision for what is perfect. Not that it's Knowing going, it's to, not going to, <laughs> right. You, you may not, you may never have a day like that, or may or maybe you just mm-hmm. only get close, but being able to take the steps and to be able to see it over and over again. And when mm-hmm. it is close, be able to see, ah, this is how it feels. I yeah. love this feeling. I want more of this mm-hmm. to be able to just keep working towards that, I think is so huge. And like enjoying the process of getting there. Yes. Because I think so often we said this perfection and then we say, well, I'm not going to hit it. So now I'm just scrapping it yeah. all. Yeah. And that's, that doesn't work, right? Light that's it, not on how fire. We... it doesn't work. No. <laughs> it doesn't get no. you very far. No, exactly. So you've just got to be able to say, wow, look at that. I added that buffer time. Like I saw in my mm-hmm. ideal schedule and it was so less, much less stressful to be at this doctor's office or yeah. to, you know, be here for this appointment with my client or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I think it's just, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I love that. So what are some favorite, what are your favorite hacks for getting more done in less time? Oh, yes. So I think a favorite hack is those small buckets of time. So you mentioned taking, you know, what if I get there 20 minutes early, right? Well, I love to have an actual list of things that I can do in these small buckets of time, Mm -hmm. those five, 10, 15 minute tasks because I think that we end up wasting so much time in a day, right? Mm -hmm. We end up like, if you got to the doctor's appointment 15 minutes early and you do a breathing exercise, awesome. I'm loving that. But if you get to the doctor's office 15 minutes early and you're scrolling your phone, I'm not loving that, right? Because that's not giving us any sort of benefit and probably it might be stressing us out. So I love to have a list of small things. Like cleaning out photos is what I'm thinking. Yeah, cleaning out photos, making doctor's (laughs) appointments, like making a grocery list, doing a meal plan, right? All these little things that eat up your day that usually you'll go home and now you're going to spend an hour doing those things. If you can fill those into the pockets of time, then now you have an hour of gap space, right? Now you have an hour of open time, which I feel like is so much better because then you get to use that time however you want. Maybe you do just relax or scroll, but you intentionally get to do it because you didn't just waste that time throughout the day. Right. So I love that because um, I think it really helps in my life. I think that's how I get so much done is that I'm always filling in the gaps with the tiny tasks that I don't wait until later where they bundle up into this massive thing that I need to do. And now I'm overwhelmed and behind. And those tasks are those kinds of things that nag at us, like that are, that we're carrying in the mental load, that, that checklist of like, okay, I've got to plan the meals. I've got to make that doctor's one. I got to do those things. And you are able to, and and I do the same thing. Like I say about like sitting down and like reading a book and stuff, but yeah, like thinking of like, okay, what I can, what can I do in this time? I'm going to have like 10 minutes how can I fill this 10 minutes? Like with just a small task, something that I can actually accomplish in that time, or at least attempt to accomplish. That's not like going to continue to nag in my mind because yes. that can also add to the overwhelm. Yeah. Like, you feel overwhelmed and it's even, even just with normal tasks, right? It, mm-hmm. it doesn't, I think women will say to me, 
I feel like I shouldn't be overwhelmed. These are all things I normally do. But when we manage it like that, right? When it's sitting around in our head and spinning and we can't, we, we want to make sure we don't forget. We don't have a schedule for it. We don't have pockets of time built in yeah. for it. It does become overwhelming, even if they are quote, normal tasks that you, that you normally do. Right. And so I think that that is a really good hack. Um, do you actually hack, write it down? Do you, do you actually write down? Like have a little list. list. Yeah. yeah. In my yeah. planner. Okay. Yeah. Like in my planner. Thing. And then of course, if I can build in, you know, like my meal planning one in like grocery list, I don't have that on my short one because I plan right. that into my weekly planning. So mm-hmm. another one, I don't know if you'd call it a hack, but it certainly is like a game changer for me is planning weekly, sitting down every week mm-hmm. and planning out my entire week, all the appointments, all the meetings, yes. all the client calls, all the everything. And I'm talking all the tasks I have to do, get blocked in there. Everything, I am, everything unless you're watching on youtube but i am an, i use old school like right old school planner you're sitting with a planner i'm sitting with a planner we like this is in front of me all the time That's this so is next fun. to me on my desk yeah. even though i use electronic systems i love my electronic systems mm-hmm. that i use for my corporate job i love the family electronic system that we use we use mm-hmm. those tools too but this is how i pull it all together yeah. and plan it out for the week and this is how i keep my life in, in order. Right. I know what I'm doing and, (laughs) and it leaves me not stressed because if there's a task that has to be done by Wednesday and I have it on the calendar for Tuesday, I don't have to think about it all day, Sunday, all day, Monday, half of Tuesday it's on there and I know it's going to get done. And so maybe not a hack, but it certainly is helpful, really helpful. (laughs) Oh, so helpful. And then I think maybe a third is phone reminders. Okay. So I, and I'm not talking like just alarms, certainly alarms can be helpful. Like, you know, if you've got to go get your kids set an alarm, don't miss them, (laughs) go get them from the bus stop. (laughs) But, but if you set alarms for location reminders, I love these. So you can set an alarm that says when you come home, a certain alarm will go off. Right. So I could get home like a location specific and it could say, I am a calm and happy mom. Well, wouldn't that be nice when I get home from work, if I'm driving home and I get there and it says, reminder, you're a calm and happy mom. Yeah, okay. I'm a calm and happy mom. It, you can use it for the grocery store. Uh, Like I am a healthy eater or something along Mm -hmm. those lines, right? To Mm -hmm. remind you, you pull up to the grocery store. Okay. I'm going to make good choices today. You can use it for so many different things. And I think that it is a great way to remind yourself how you want to be, how you want to feel, how you want to act without, because you may not remember. And Mm -hmm. usually those situations are situations of stress. And so you're definitely not going to remember. So being able to have your phone be like, Hey, just a reminder, I'm I'm telling you to do something. (laughs) Yeah. I'm telling you to do something that's actually good here. I'm not telling you to scroll. I'm telling you to be a calm, Mm -hmm. happy, patient mom. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, then we can say, thank you phone. I I am going to go inside and I'm going to be that way. So oh, I love that too. It reminded me because the other night we went out to eat for my daughter's birthday. And before we went, I was like, all right, we're going to Red Robin. Like I knew that there's going to be endless fries. There's going to be lots of opportunities to eat. I was like, I am going to write a little pep note to myself to read. <laughs> I did. So corny, but like, I, it was a, kind of the same concept, but it was just like on a piece of paper that I pulled out of my wallet. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to make good choices. Like I'm going to order, you know, something that's going to be healthy for me and fuel my body. And like, I did like this whole little pep note to myself, but on that, it's like very similar to what you're saying. Yes. I want the idea of using the phone though. I have a, I had an energy one. Oh, I don't know if I wrote it down in here, but I wrote, it was something like I deserve to feel amazing. And the food and movement that I do gives me the energy to do that. 
or something like that. So that I reminded myself, no, 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 you want to feel amazing. So making specific food choices is actually helping you get that. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Because sometimes we need that reminder or the endless fries are delicious and milkshakes and all the other things. (laughs) It helps me to keep my blinders on. And again, reinforce like that. I've got this. I've got this. But like, sometimes we do need those reminders. You're right. We do. And it's, and I love the phone reminders, like concept because it comes, we always have it. And it comes when you're not thinking about it, right? The Mm -hmm. phone knows you're there. It's not, you don't have to functionally pull it out and be like, I need to read my affirmation right now. You're just like ping and oh that's right I do want to feel that way right right yeah I'm gonna have to steal that I steal that hack (laughs) it's a good one (laughs) if you're a mom who feels like you're close to burning out you're not alone it can be difficult to make time for yourself when you're constantly taking care of others but self-care is essential to avoiding mom burnout that's why I created self-care 101 a course specifically for moms In it, I walk you through the five pillars of self-care and help you make time for activities that will recharge and refuel you. Enroll today to learn what fills your cup and to give your family the gift of a mom who is operating with a cup that overflows. Check the show notes of this episode for the link to enroll today. So let's talk about self-care and what is your go-to self-care? How do you feel restored and energized? You know... The biggest thing that I've done over the last year is Friday night white space. So it doesn't always happen on Friday because I'm not going to like miss a cousin's birthday party or, Mm. or something like that. But Friday nights, we almost always have very few, if any kid activities throughout the week, it's madness, right? We have tons of things going on, but Friday nights, we almost always have nothing or very few things. And the kids love pizza and ice cream night. So that's almost always a pizza and ice cream night. So food prep is easy. Mm -hmm. And what I started to do was to schedule nothing, not tasks that I needed to do, no home tasks, not dinner out, not anything, scheduling nothing and having this white space. Mm -hmm. And I would walk into that white space and decide what I wanted to do. And sometimes it was work, right? Sometimes I wanted to work on a project. Sometimes it was just hanging out with the kids and watching a movie. Sometimes it was watching a movie with my husband. Sometimes it was scrolling, literally doing nothing, right? And I have felt so great by having that open time to decide um, because I have been very guilty in the past of filling my schedule to the brim. Every moment is booked, no minutes to breathe. And I can function, right? I get it all done, but am I really giving myself what I need? And this allows me space to do that every week space to say, what do you need right now? What will make you feel good right now? And being able to do that. And it's been huge. Yeah. I love that. You know, I never gave it that name, but on Saturdays, there's so many Saturdays that like, we don't plan anything. And I, the whole day I'm like, I just love it because I, there's no restrictions. Like, it's like, well, what do I feel like doing? Like, and I will, I'll like go work a little bit or like, you know, I, I'll stay in my pajamas or we'll, you know, this, this Saturday I plan on taking our Christmas tree down. <laughs> like, you know, this is playing at the end of February, but we're recording January first week of January. I'm not that bad. <laughs> She's only five days in. She's not that bad. <laughs> so it is um, like, I do have that, but I look forward to my Saturdays because it is that white space, but I mm-hmm. never really called it that white space, but keeping things off the schedule for a certain amount of time can be so beneficial to like our mental health and just feeling like that sense of feeling centered 
and feeling like more of the balance and feeling more in control of like, what do I, what do I need? That's it. And that's exactly it. And like, and it's just that little amount of time that is plenty for me. It's it's good. And I have realized that if I schedule something on Fridays, if I do put something on the calendar, I I do. (laughs) I'm like, I don't want to go to this. I don't want to do this anymore. Right. I get to that night and I'm like, no, this is supposed to be the space that I get to decide. Now, sometimes I want to, right. Because maybe it's something I really did want to do and it was exciting, but I have found I am much better off if I, so, so don't ask me to dinner on Fridays. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's not your white space. We'll we'll stick to Saturdays. (laughs) All right. And then how about a book that you can recommend that has either greatly impacted your life or that you can recommend to our listeners or a book that you So I don't know that I would necessarily recommend this one, (laughs) but it is super impactful to me. So I, uh, so I have to pick it. Um, but Brendan Burchard's high performance habits, it was probably one of the very first, like true self-help books that I read. Certainly I did personal development and personal leadership in college and had done some kind of minor things, but that was really my first dip back in to personal development that I just loved. And there, it was so research heavy, so deep. Like there was just so much content in that book mm-hmm. that it really spoke to me. That's the way I like, you know, I like yeah. lots of research, lots of information. And so I just loved it. I loved everything about it. I read the whole thing multiple times and I loved it. And of course, then I've gone on to read a million books that I could recommend and that I would love right. and people love. Um, I feel like that one is maybe a little too much for some people, but I certainly absolutely had big impact by it. So it has to be that one. Well, according to legend, he's actually from Montana. He's from my my yes. hometown and from Butte. And so often I have always, cause I feel like we graduated the same year. Like I think he graduated the same year as me. So I'm always asking my husband and my sister-in-law, like, do you guys got to know this guy? Cause like, they're not in the personal space to, to know. So I was like, you don't know this guy. And they're like, no. So that's why I said, according to legend, because they like they've asked me to ask like their friends and stuff and like nobody can find a trace of them I'm like guys I'm like he's from your hometown and Butte's not that big and I think he's our same age (laughs) yes you're like you have to know this guy like you have to know this guy so they don't recognize him but I that that book actually I think I may have read somewhere along my business journey um there may have been one there's quite a few books that come up and I'm like I want to read this and I try to order from our library and they don't have it and so it's like just on that list of like okay books that I if I come across I will get but that and it's funny that you said it was your first book like that kind of getting back into that personal development space because I always recommend my first book which was everything is figure outable by Marie Forleo like that was the book like and I feel like it hadn't been like having it be the first book like it's kind of like this whole like world opens up yeah and it has a you start seeing those nuggets everywhere you're like oh yes this makes sense because Brendan said that or because Marie said that I listened to Marie's book um, I, in, on an audio book, um, mm. during, I think a summer, um, and, and yeah, so I think there are so many, right. There are there so, so many great many. books. That it's you always a read. hard question to ask my guests because it really books. is, but, but I mean, your book too. we're going to recommend your, well, book. yes, yeah, of, of course. course. That's a, that's, <laughs> that's without saying. <laughs> All right. So Lori, where can people find you? Absolutely. So secrets of is really the best way 
links to really everything. And then since you love podcasts, uh, the secrets of Supermom show is my podcast. And you can find that there at secrets of supermom.com also, um, or you can find it anywhere. Podcasts are out. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Lori, for coming on the show today. It was a pleasure. So fun. Yes. Thank you. Today's episode is sponsored by the Supermom Detox, an incredible coaching program designed to help moms take off their Supermom cape and feel comfortable in their own skin. Have you felt like you've lost yourself since becoming a mom because you got caught up in the idea that you have to take care of everyone and everything else and sacrifice who you are to be the kind of mom you want to be? The Supermom Detox will guide you in rediscovering who you are and getting yourself off the back burner and onto solid ground. This amazing program will teach you how to let go of perfectionism, people-pleasing, unrealistic expectations, unhealthy boundaries, and negative thought patterns that are keeping you stuck. Motherhood can be so much more enjoyable when you learn to take care of yourself the way you deserve. Stop feeling guilty or bad about making time for yourself. You are so worthy of taking up space. Find out more about the Supermoms Detox by clicking the link in today's show notes and signing up for a call with me. If nothing else, you'll get clear on what's keeping you on the back burner. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Moms Without Caves podcast. I'm always up to hearing your ideas for future episodes, so send me a DM and let me know. And if you enjoyed today's episode, it would be awesome if you'd leave me a positive review wherever you're listening to podcasts these days. Until next time, take care of you. You are worth it.